This is your morning wake-up call on Sports Country. Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us every weekday morning for the latest news, sports, and other things going on around the world and in your backyard. Now, here's your host, Gene Gums. Well, good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Hayesville, North Carolina. Welcome to a Wednesday morning wake-up call on Sports Country Radio. Uh, just before getting ready to come on, Paula Jerry checked in on Facebook and uh, uh, talking, about, talking about my garden, which was great. My garden's been great down here. We're having a lot of fun with that. But uh, he made a comment that uh, the Red Sox sure could have used Tanner Houck in the bullpen last night. Uh, and that would be an understatement. I, uh, I went to bed severely pissed off last night. Um, and here's the thing. Uh, I've had this, uh, we've had this conversation on this station before about guys that refuse to get vaccinated in major league baseball and the Red Sox have three of them. Uh, and the major ones well, actually, I think they have more than three, but the major ones, are Tanner Houck, who was going to either be part of their bullpen or part of their starting rotation. He's turned out to be their closer. Uh, Jaron Duran, who's come up from Worcester and has been unbelievable, uh, hitting over 300, stealing bases, causing all kinds of havoc with his speed, finally showing some of the promise that they thought he'd show last year. And then their supposed ace, who's going to be coming off the injured list very soon, Chris Sale. None of these guys are vaccinated. And so they had to go north with without you know a couple of guys. Now Sale obviously doesn't doesn't count, but Duran, who's been a big part of that winning streak that the Sox have had here in June, and Hauku is six for six in save opportunities. And they have to go back to Toronto again in September. And, and you know what happens if if it's coming you know towards the end of the year, and and here we are in September, and the Red Sox have a big series in Toronto, and they can't go north with Chris Sale without with uh, Tanner Hauk and Jaron Duran, and they lose those three games, and those three games either cost them a playoff spot or it costs them some seeding so that they have to play a more difficult opponent because these three selfish players refuse to get vaccinated. I was beyond angry last night, and I am still angry. I, I couldn't help myself, and I don't usually angry tweet. I angry tweeted last night. I was, look, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Tanner Houck's dead to me. I don't care what he does the rest of his career. He cost them that game last night. Now, could he have blown the save in the ninth inning? Of course he could. But you want your best players out there. And the fact that he wasn't even there, so the Red Sox didn't have it as an option, and they had to bring out Tyler Danish for a second inning. Hell, the fact that he got through eight innings, you know, if you're Alex Cora, you want to take that and run. They'd already used Schreiber in the seventh, who'd been who's been probably their second most effective reliever lately. So they bring Danish out for the eighth. I want to know why we don't see Matt Strom last night. 
Uh, we end up seeing Tyler Danish come in, and what does he do? He gives up a hit, and he walks a guy, so they got two on, nobody out. They bring Hansel Robles out of the bullpen, which is like bringing a gas can out of the bullpen. He, he exploded immediately, and the game was over. And all because the Red Sox have three selfish players that refuse to get vaccinated. And look, I have said all along, I get it. We are a free country. We have... We are able to make choices for ourselves. I get that. However, when you are part of a team, when you commit to a team and to the other 25 guys on that roster, the fact that you refuse to get vaccinated and then you cost your team the potential to win games is unconscionable. If you know what, if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine. Don't play baseball. Don't be a member of a team that has to go play in Toronto. I'm, it's that simple. Because it is not fair to all the other guys on that roster that you want to, that you refuse to, to get these vaccinations. I live in the land of the anti-vaxxers down here. I live in the land of don't mask my kids. I live in the land of, you know, Donald, Donald Trump is the greatest president in, in the history of the world. And I can't, I can't take this. I am so angry. So my, my tweet last night was trade his unvaccinated ass or shoot him into the sun. I really don't care which. And I don't. And Jaron Duran's in the same boat. And if Chris Sale, when he comes off the injured list, if he can't go there in September and the Red Sox have to juggle their rotation and try to make it so that he doesn't pitch in Toronto, and he's your ace and you want him pitching in Toronto down the stretch, that's a problem. Get rid of him. It'll be a little bit different next year where they're changing the schedules where, like, you're playing everybody now and you're not going to play as many teams. Like, Red Sox won't play 19 games against all American League East opponents next year with the change to the schedule. But get him out of it. Just get him out. Get him out. So I don't care if Tanner Houck pitches a no-hitter. As far as I'm concerned, he's a bum. Get him out. He is, an, he is not a teammate. That is not a good teammate. And, and Alex Cora was testy last night when he was asked post-game about not having Tanner Houck there. And, and his response was, we got to play with the 26 guys that are here. I'm sure he's tired of answering these questions. I get it. But somebody on this team and somebody in that front office needs to stand up and say, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, we've talked to him about it and said, hey, dude, we need you. You need to get a vaccination. It's not like this is some experimental vaccine that's going to have you grow three heads. These things are safe. And they're not like traditional vaccines. I, so I, I'm sorry. You know, and, you know, those of you that listen, I'm sure that, that I have people listening that uh, haven't been vaccinated and are against vaccinations of all kinds. Well, you know what? Good for you. Keep your ass home. You know what? If you don't want to be vaccinated, stay home, work from home, so you don't, you know, so you don't uh, uh, go into a um, uh, a place of business. Wear a mask. You don't want to be vaccinated. Do the other things that you need to do if you're not vaccinated. But when you are part of a professional sports franchise, you have got to get that fixed. 
You know, it's awful funny. The Red Sox required, well, they didn't require, but said to Trevor Story, you want all this money? You want to sign with us? Get your ass vaccinated. It was a it was a condition of his free agent signing with the Red Sox that he get a vaccine. Guess what? He did. Earlier in the season, the Red Sox had a few other guys that were not vaccinated, guys like Christian Arroyo. Guess what? They got vaccinated. Remember the Fuhrer in, uh, before the season started? We're still in spring training. The Yankees have like Aaron Judge and a few other guys. Uh, they wouldn't. They were going to have to go play in Toronto without like four or five starters because they weren't vaccinated. Boy, it's funny how the Yankee players all of a sudden got vaccinated. But we got bullet heads like Tanner Houck and Jaron Duran, who, by the way, have done absolutely nothing in their careers. Nothing. They were minor league ball players, and I don't care, you know, what your ranking is in the MLB top 100. Minor, you have done nothing, and until you get in the major leagues and prove something, you need to do whatever it is you need to do to become a part of that team and to make yourself available. It doesn't mean that Chris Sale necessarily gets a pass because he's been around forever and he's got a body of work behind him because he's an idiot too. But when you are a rookie or damn near a rookie like Tanner Houck and Jaron Duran and you don't want to get vaccinated, good. Get your ass back to Worcester and stay there until we can find the team that's willing to take you. Get them out. That was maddening last night, you know. And you waste a look. You didn't get a good a, a good start from Michael Walker last night. He got three runs in the first. He worked his way out, in and out of trouble for six innings. Gave up four runs. He wasn't great, you know. But then you know you have some guys step up. Trevor Story with a home run. Christian Vasquez with a huge hit late in the game to give the Red Sox the lead. You know, I mean, Rob Refsnyder, for God's sake. Rob Refsnyder, who was playing, probably playing last night because Jaron Duran was not there and in leading off, which is what Duran's been doing. Rob Refsnyder took advantage of it, hit a two-run home run in the seventh inning to tie the game, and then Vasquez gives him the lead. So these guys are all out there working their ass off, and then they got to look behind them in the bullpen and realize, oh, crap, we ain't got a closer. And by the way, we can we can take this all the way back to spring training. The fact that Tanner Houck is even the closer is a problem. You know, one thing that that, that has irked me with with Heimblum is their lack of uh, reliance on a closer. The fact that they don't feel like they need a closer. You know, maybe and that comes back from the Tampa Bay days where it was closer by committee and a lot of times. Although even then they had a very good closer for a couple of years. And the fact that the Red Sox are, are going with a rookie as a closer, and by the way, he may be six for six and save opportunities, but it ain't like he's been Mr. Lights Out. It's not Dennis Eckersley we're throwing out there late in his career getting you know saves everywhere. But I sure as hell like my chances with Tanner Houck in the game last night in the ninth inning than Tyler Danish, who's already thrown a scoreless inning. So, you know, enough. So, in my opinion, when the trade deadline comes up, trade them. Trade Tanner Houck. I guarantee you there will be there will be teams lining up to get him. Get him out. You know, uh, Jaron Duran, same thing. Get him out. 
unless, and this is the only way I will change my mind. The only way I change my mind is after this series is over and Tanner Houck comes back and Jaron Duran comes back and they say, yeah, you know, really been thinking about this and, you know, probably I should have gotten the vaccine and, and I'm, uh, I've got an appointment and I'm getting my vaccine. That's the only way I'm going to change my mind. I'm serious. Uh, you know, I've just, I've had it. So see if you can trade Tanner Houck. You could probably get a good bullpen arm for Tanner Houck. Or maybe, you know, find, uh, uh, get yourself another first baseman. Because, you know, Bobby Dahlback's hitting 200. You know, you can you, you can get somebody to take Tanner Houck. I guarantee it. Maybe package it with Jaron Duran. Maybe you can get a maybe you can get a big number back. But last night should not have happened. And so what what happens now? The Red Sox have lost two in a row to Toronto. They're going to lose their second series in the last fourteen. So look, they're they're having an incredible month of June. I, I don't want to take away from what they've had going on here in June. They went from fourth place to second place. Now they're back in. Uh, you know, half a game behind Toronto, back in third. Um, still a game ahead of Tampa. You know, I don't want to take away from what they've done this month. But it's not fair to those guys that worked their ass off last night against a very good Blue Jays team. You know, I feel badly for Rob Ref Snyder and Christian Vasquez. You know, and I feel bad for Tyler Danish, too. Why? Tyler Danish, you know, comes in and at the end of the game and said, this one's on me. You know, I come back out there for the ninth inning. I didn't get the job done. This one's on me. But at the end of the day, it's not on him. It was not his job to pitch two innings in relief. Hell, in 2022, not a lot of guys are pitching two innings of relief. Right? And, you know, it's not, again, it's not like Tyler Danish is coming in here well, you know, with a resume that uh, <laughs> is is uh, going to get you excited. You know, Tyler Danish, prior to this season, had pitched three years with the Chicago White Sox, a grand total of 13 innings, folks. And in those 13 innings, he had given up, uh, what, 17 hits and seven runs. Had a whip somewhere north of, of two. So it ain't like this guy was coming in here some spectacular reliever, and he's having a decent year this year. Fewer walks, I mean, fewer uh, hits than innings pitched. Matter of fact, his whip, even after last night, is at an even one. You know, he's been okay, but you asked him to do. Alex Cora asked him to do something last night that he shouldn't have been asked to do, and the fact that you have to go out and try to get Hansel Robles to come in, and Hansel Robles is terrible. There's a reason the Philadelphia Phillies got rid of him. And I don't care how hard he throws. He's got an ERA of almost five. You know, so I don't I don't want to hear that. So anyway, it just it just should not have happened last night. It was not fair to those guys and, and a tough loss. And the Red Sox are now uh they're being owned by the Toronto Blue Jays. There's, there's no other way to put it, right? And the Red Sox now are 7-16 against the American League East. 7-16. They've lost all seven series against the other teams in the American League East. 
And maybe last night, if Tanner Houck is there, they win that game. And maybe they get a chance to win a game today with Nick Pavetta on the hill, although he's going to have his hands full because he's got to go against Alec Manoa in the series finale. That's not going to be easy for Red Sox hitters. But Tyler Danish tried to put that one on him last night, and I'm sorry, that's not on him. It's on Tanner Houck and nobody else, period. And the fact that, you know, everybody's got to kind of just say, well, we got to play with who's here, and, you know, I, I want to see somebody on that team, whether it's one, you know, and, and I want it, whether it's one of the teammates, you know, maybe a guy, how about a guy like that's got uh, some, uh, uh, a leg to stand on a guy like Rich Hill, who's been around forever. I'd love to see Rich Hill stand up and say, yeah, what an idiot, you know, or have, uh, have Jackie Bradley Jr. Stand up and say, yeah, we got to have all these guys and it's not acceptable. How about we have somebody stand up and show some balls? How about how about Xander Bogarts? Show some onions and call these guys out. You're supposed to be the de facto captain of this team. You're supposed to be the, the leader in the clubhouse, the guy that everybody looks up to. How about Xander Bogarts step up and say, yeah, no, this is not good. And, you know, we've got to do something about this. You know, that's the problem is nobody has any balls. So, all right, I feel better. I didn't feel too good when I went to bed last night, but I feel better now, so thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> on the good front for the Red Sox, uh, Garrett Whitlock's going to throw a bullpen today, uh, and uh, we'll probably have to do a rehab assignment, but he is getting close to coming back, which is good news for Boston. Uh, Nate Evaldi's going to throw a bullpen on Wednesday. It's the first time he's worked off the mound since June 10th. Don't know what to expect there. He may be a ways away yet. Uh, Josh Taylor is going to pitch back-to-back games for uh, Portland. Uh, He pitched last night. He's going to pitch again today. Uh, He gets closer to coming back. So, look, Chris Sale is going to make another uh, rehab start coming up here in a couple of days. James Paxton's up to 30 pitches now in his bullpen sessions. He's only throwing fastballs, but he's going to be adding his breaking pitches in uh, as soon as today. Um, And he will – is on pace. He said he's getting antsy. He's tired of this, and he's you know he he could be starting a rehab assignment uh, before the All Star break, which could get him back at the end of July, first part of August. So help is on the way. But and and the other good part of this is, look, if Sale comes back and Paxton comes back, to me the no brainer right now, besides Tanner Howe going back to Worcester, is putting Garrett Whitlock back in the bullpen, and having Garrett Whitlock as our closer. You know he's been meh as a starter. He was dynamite out of the bullpen. And that doesn't mean you have to close the door on him being a starter forever. But right now, the way he helps that team the most is being in the bullpen. And so when he's ready to come off, get him back in the bullpen. Because right now, that bullpen is a mess. The fact that John Schreiber has stepped up the way he has is phenomenal. But other than him... You know, who else can you really rely on out of that bullpen right now? I mean, some nights, Dave, you know, uh, Austin Davis will come out. He's okay, but the next night he's he's awful. Uh, Tyler Danish, up and down. And, again, he was good last night, but you're asking to, him to do something he shouldn't do. Uh, Robles, a mess. I mean, so who else do you have out there that you can really count on? Even Matt Strom, the lefty, he's, you know, he's a crapshoot. You know, but Strom's a guy, when you look at his career numbers – you know, he's been injured so much over his career, he's hardly pitched. So I think Whitlock's got to go back to the bullpen when he comes off the uh, 
off of off the injured list. They've got to do something. But so helps on the way. Uh, but it's not coming in the form of uh, Tanner Houck and Jaron Duran at least for tonight. Uh, and and you know the only reason I'm not ranting too much about Chris Sale is just because he's on the injured list. But I I <laughs> you, you thought this was bad. You know if we're going down into September and the Red Sox need those games in Toronto in September and we don't have Chris Sale. Uh, <laughs> I might uh, I might become a new satellite. I might lose my mind. Just brutal. All right, I got to take a drink of water, or actually drink a coffee, and uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute as I uh, I try to calm down here. Back in a minute. You're listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It's 29 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the Wake Up Call here on a Thursday, or no Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Thir- Wednesday morning, the 29th day of June. Uh, a uh, Stormy day here in the southeast. We've had some thunderstorms rolling through all morning. Hopefully the internet stays up for us. So I go from that rant to having to say nice things about the New York Yankees, and it just so that just kind of makes my morning complete. Uh, the Yankees just continued to find ways to get it done, you know. And and you look at what they're doing with the injuries that they've had, you know, not having, uh, uh, not having Araldis Chapman in their bullpen, and having a guy like Clay Holmes step up to do what he's done. Uh, you know, having a guy like J.P. Sears, J.P. Sears, uh, who I couldn't pick out of a lineup if you put a gun to my head, uh, last night goes five and two-thirds innings, three hits and uh, no runs. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. You know, but this is what the Yankees are doing. And uh, J.P. Sears uh, has thrown uh, 12 and two-thirds scoreless innings. I mean, it's un- going into this in the minors, and they called him up uh, because they wanted to give some guys some extra time off. So they call him up, and he gets him into the sixth inning. And then a guy like Ron Marinaccio, and you're like, who the hell is he? Uh, you know, Wandy Peralta. You know, I mean, you, you know, you look at what the Yankees are doing, and there's no surprise that you know, getting the performances that they are, why they are fifty-five and twenty. Fifty. Five and twenty, the best record through seventy-five games since the Seattle Mariners back in two thousand and one. Now the Mariners, of course, uh, puked it up and got bounced out of the first round of the playoffs uh, after that that great season that they had there. And as I've said here, if that happens to the Yankees, they don't make it to the World Series. Yankees are looking for a new manager. Aaron Boone will be out. Guarantee it. But last night, I mean, just, a, you know, look, they beat the A's, which, you know, look, that's not exactly uh, breaking news, right? The A's are the worst team in baseball. Uh, the A's now, after the loss last night, are 25-51. and 25-51. and 51. They're battling out for the Cincinnati Reds for the worst record in baseball. And, the, look, the A's played well last night. They held the Yankees to just two runs. And uh, but the Yankees come up uh, uh, and win it two to one, fifty-five and twenty. And and I, I by the way I was driving back home on or yeah b- driving back home on uh, Sunday after you know uh, closing up my mom's apartment and settling the rest of the affairs up there. So I'm driving back and I'm listening. I, the Red Sox game was over, so I turn on the en- end of the Yankee game against Houston. And, you know, it goes into extra innings. And uh, 
Houston decides to pitch to Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge with runners on the corners and two outs in the 10th inning. And as soon as you look, you know, it looked like the Yankees were going to win it. Now, then all of a sudden it looked like they had a chance to get out of trouble. So Aaron Judge is coming up and I'm like, and they, and they decide they're going to pitch to him. I lose my mind in the car. Now, look, I know Dusty Baker has been around a long time and Dusty Baker probably knows, you know, has probably has forgotten more about baseball than I know. Well, maybe not, but anyway, look, this he's, he's, you know, been around a long time, won a lot of games in the major leagues. Aaron Judge has been otherworldly this year. There's no other way to put what Aaron Judge has done this year. Aaron Judge right now, probably if you took a vote today, Aaron Judge is probably the MVP in the American League. Right? I mean, I, I don't think there can be a whole hell of a lot of dispute on that. 28 home runs, 57 runs batted in, and the guy's hitting 290. He's got an OPS of like 990. And with a base open, and I know it's second base. I know, you know, but, and maybe, maybe I, I don't know, Dusty doesn't have confidence that his guy can throw strikes and he's afraid he's going to walk in a run. I'm walking Aaron Judge there, and I don't care who's on deck. And I don't remember if it, whether, whether, whether it was Rizzo or Stanton that was on deck. I want to face anybody but Aaron Judge. And what happens? Judge, three-run bomb. It was like, duh. You know, I mean, and in, you know, it kind of made me think back to the old days. You know, here I go being the get-off-my-lawn old guy again. But, you know, back to the old days, you know, if Barry Bonds is up in that situation, and I'm not trying to tell you that Aaron Judge is Barry Bonds, I get it. Well, number one, I don't think Aaron Judge is juiced. But number two, he's not, he's not Barry Bonds. I, I, I get that. But do you think if if Dusty Baker was managing a game against Barry Bonds, if he that he would have pitched to Bonds? I don't. And when you got a guy as hot as Aaron Judge, and I got a base open, I want to face anybody but him. So Yankees win that game, and I had to listen to John Sterling lose his mind. By the way, and God love him, he's eighty four years old. Uh, and they've they've announced that he's going to be cutting back on his travel schedule. Uh, he's going to be kind of doing what Vince Scully did towards the end of his career. Uh, and by the way, there is a, a Grand Canyon sized chasm between the talent of Vince Scully and the talent of John Sterling. John Sterling, to me, is a clown. You know, you know, I'm sorry. You know, and Yankee fans are probably you know like yeah, click, but you know, Vince Scully was a poet. He was an artist. Uh, John Sterling is not that, you know, with his all his uh, his stupid rhymes and it is high, it is high. Come on, uh, look, I know it's his shtick, and I, he's eighty four. God love him, but I had to listen to him screaming when 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 Aaron Judge hit that home run and just made a, uh, a kind of a depressing weekend even more depressing. <laughs> I mean, the only well, the only reason that you know the only good news was at least the Red Sox had won their game, so I was like, you know, the great. But anyway, so a great win for the Yankees again last night. They continue to keep things rolling. They have a thirteen game or twelve and a half game lead over Toronto, thirteen over the Red Sox. Nobody's catching them. Not even worried about it. Couldn't care less. As far as I'm concerned, the Red Sox races against Toronto and Tampa, and that's not going well either. 
you know, and we talked about, you know, before I had to take this trip about this huge stretch that the Red Sox have coming up, you know, with all these American League uh, East teams. You know, Toronto, they get a break when they when they have to play uh, the Cubs. Thank God for the Cubs. Uh, at least I, I'm saying that now. But then it's all Tampa and Yankees for, like, you know, four straight series. And the Red Sox can suddenly find themselves back in fourth place and a hell of a lot farther out than they are now. They got to get this. They got to get this figured out. But they've been playing great baseball, and even last night, a game that they should have won. But uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, this Yankee team. I, I don't want to say they're special. I don't. I don't want to get carried away here. But when you have, you know, guys doing things, you know, and think about this too. You know, the the Yankees are doing all this, and you have Anthony Rizzo hitting like two twenty. Joey Gallo is hitting like one sixty seven. Right, Aaron Hicks is hitting under 220. Josh Donaldson's hitting 230. I mean, when you look at this, it's pretty amazing because, I mean, DJ LeMahieu is hitting 260. You know, outside of Aaron Judge, you know, who's hitting on this team? Isaiah Kainafalefa has actually been one of their better offensive players. You know, they're doing this. I mean, they're hitting a lot of home runs, obviously, because they play in that that uh, that bandbox in Yankee Stadium. But but regardless, when you look at that, you know, you look at their offensive lineup and you look at these batting averages and you're going, holy crap. You know what it means? It means they're getting great pitching. And they haven't had our oldest Chapman since uh, the middle of May. And he's probably coming back tomorrow. And they haven't had Domingo Herman since spring training. And he, he's already done a couple of rehab starts. He's probably only a week or two away from coming back. That's what's scary about this. They've been getting great starting pitching. And they're going to get some more good starting pitching today, you would expect. Jamison Tyon, who is 8-1 with a 3-1-9 ERA, will pitch the finale today. I mean, we you look at this. You know, they're, getting, they're probably getting more than they expected out of Nestor Cortez and, and Jordan Montgomery, but... You know, with Severino and Cole and Ty on that top three has been ridiculous. And then you add Domingo Herman to that mix, there's nobody catching him. And there's no reason. There is no reason. That's why I said, you know, Aaron Boone's going to get fired if they don't go to the World Series. There is no reason with this lineup, this team should not only win the American League pennant. They probably should win the whole thing. I mean, I know that Dodger team is very good. I know the Mets are loaded. Uh, but this Yankee team is just ridiculous if they continue to get pitching like this forget it uh the good news for the red sox i guess is that the rays lost last night they lose to the milwaukee brewers 5-3 uh brewers now 43 and 33 uh and uh, uh that has been a heck of a race with them and the cardinals uh, they had a uh, a great series last weekend uh, they are now Milwaukee a half a game ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals. Milwaukee has won seven uh, of its last ten games. Uh, they got to uh, uh, Tampa starter uh, Boz finally in the sixth inning. They brought Whistler out of the bullpen. It really was Whistler's loss rather than Boz, but Whistler came out uh, with uh, one on and two outs in the sixth, and in uh, eight pitches it went from a, uh, a tie game to a 4-1 Milwaukee lead. Second pitch that he threw, uh, McCutcheon uh, hits a two-run bomb, and then Colton Wong doubles. 
uh, uh, Urias hits another two-run shot, and this game's over. That fast. And Whistler had been great. He'd had, uh, I think, 11 scoreless outings in his last 12 games, so he'd been great. And then, of course, they bring Josh Hader out of the bullpen, and Tampa had no shot. Josh Hader picks up his 23rd save already this season in 24 chances, a 1.14 ERA. Tell me closers aren't important, Tanner Houck. I know I can't I can't let it go. I'm sorry. But Josh Hader, 23 saves and 24 opportunities, uh, an ERA of 1.14 out of that bullpen for the Milwaukee Brewers. It does make a difference which is why I will insist till the cows come home that Tanner Houck would have made a difference. Josh Hader has been, you know, he's got a whip. Think of this. He's he's allowing .6 runners for every inning pitched. Walks and hits the innings pitch, .6. He struck out 41 guys in 23 innings. So don't tell me that closers don't make a difference and that Tanner Houck wouldn't have made a difference. Uh, the big difference in this game last night, though, for the Brewers, uh, and it was huge for them. Brandon Woodruff came off the injured list uh, through five innings, allowed one run on two hits. He struck out ten. And, uh, of course, again, and the bullpen uh, does its job. But, you know, Woodruff was perfect for the first three innings with seven Ks. You know, this is a guy that uh, – uh, hurt his ankle back at the end of May. And then while he was on the injured list, he picked up something they called uh, Raynaud's syndrome, which which causes, like, numbness in his fingers. So he's trying to rehab an ankle, and now all of a sudden he can't feel the baseball. So he spent a little extra time on the injured list, uh, came off last night. Everything seemed to be okay because he was throwing his fastball about 98 miles an hour. So, uh, and which, by the way, they said that's the fastest that he has thrown, uh, the hardest he's thrown, his fastball in like three years. So uh, this Milwaukee team, uh, very happy to get him back. Uh, Eric Lauer is going to start the finale of the uh, two-game series today. Uh, he's uh, He's been struggling a little bit. He's allowed eight homers over his last three starts. Uh, the Rays are going to do one of their classic bullpen days. Uh, former Red Sox farmhand Jalen Beeks is going to be the opener uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers in the game uh, this evening. It is 43 minutes past the hour. We're going to take another break. We're back in a minute. You're listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It is 45 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to The Wake Up Call here on a Thursday morning. Uh, the Mets lose again to the Houston Astros 9-1. Uh, to one. Uh, This was an ugly one. Carlos Carrasco with another uh, rough outing last night. Four and a third inning, six hits, six runs. ERA uh, approaching five now. Framber Valdez... Eight shutout innings. Picks up his eighth win of the season. Struck out five. Walked two. Uh, Kyle Tucker, three-run bomb in this one. Had a stolen base. Jordan Alvarez has been on an absolute tear. Uh, he was three for three last night with a couple of walks. Got on base five times. He is now hitting 321. Alex Bregman had three hits last night. He, he's got his average finally up over 240. Uh, remember how Alex Bregman was supposed to be like the you know, the next great third baseman in Major League Baseball, and he was going to be a big star. I tell you what, he is offensively. I mean, he's he's a pretty good defensive third baseman, but offensively, uh, he has really struggled a bit. Uh, Yuri Gurriel with a couple of hits last. I mean, everybody kind of got in on it last night for uh, the Astros. They had twelve hits. The Mets had eight hits, but they couldn't uh, 
Uh, couldn't push him across against Valdez. He worked in and out of trouble, and then the Paredes worked. The only run they got was off of the uh, the bullpen. Paredes came in and gave up a couple of hits and a run and a couple of walks in the ninth inning when the game was already over. Uh, this Houston team absolutely owns the Mets. They've won six straight games over the Mets. Uh, it's the first time, by the way, they've been to City Field in like eight years. Um, and, and this is a string. The scheduling is so weird. Nine straight games Houston has against the Yankees and the Mets. And so far in those nine games, they are 5-2. and two. Uh, And I like their chances today, too. Justin Verlander, uh, boy, what a what a shot in the arm it has getting him back. Justin Verlander, 9-3 and three with a 2-2-2 ERA, uh, will pitch today for the Astros against Taiwan Walker, who's been pretty good this year, 6-2 and two with an ERA just over 3. Uh, but it'll be the first time that uh, Justin Verlander uh, has pitched against the Mets since 2016, and the first time he's p- pitched at City Field uh, since 2010. Max Scherzer, by the way, uh, was supposed to do a rehab start yesterday for the Mets. Uh, they pushed it back to today. He's going to pitch with Double A Binghamton today. Uh, but uh, Buck Showalter, the manager, said there wasn't any kind of a uh, setback in in his uh, rehab assignment. It was more about just giving him an extra day off. It, that he's fine. Uh, so, boy. Uh, the Mets need him back because right now the Atlanta Braves are as hot as it gets. We, we thought the Red Sox were hot. The Atlanta Braves have won 20 games this month. 20. They are, what is it, 20 and 5 in the month of June. And they at one time were 9.5 back. The Atlanta Braves right now sit just four games back of the New York Mets. Mets are playing 500 ball right now, and Atlanta is not. They are hot as a firecracker. They win again last night. They beat the Philadelphia Phillies 5-3. to three. Of course, the Phillies without Bryce Harper in the middle of that lineup, and that's going to hurt. But look, make no mistake, this Philly lineup is still loaded. When you look at this lineup for the Phillies, they've got Schwarber leading off. Now, his batting average isn't great, but he's still got some pop. He's a, he's a good leadoff hitter. He walked a couple of times last night. He does his job. He gets on base. You know, his batting average is only 220, but his OPS is like 850. Reese Hoskins can hit. Nick Castellanos, we know what he can do. JT Romuto hits fourth. We know what he can do. Didi Gregorius seems to be uh, rounding back into his old form. He's hitting almost 270 this year. I mean, this team is still loaded with plenty of offensive firepower. Now, obviously, not having Bryce Harper is a killer. Uh, it was announced yesterday that Harper has to have surgery on that broken thumb. And he is going to be out at least six weeks, but the Phillies do expect him back uh, on the team this year. But that is going to be a tough one for the Phillies to kind of hang on uh, while he's out. Zach Wheeler got the start last night, was decent. Six and a third innings, three hits. uh, Did not factor in the decision as the bullpen uh, blew this one. Charlie Morton got the start. Uh, Charlie Morton, of course, who went to Reading High School in Connecticut. Uh, five and two-thirds, seven hits, just a couple of runs. Morton has struggled a bit this year, but he was pretty good last night. A.J. Minter got the save for the Braves last night. Uh, we mentioned uh, Bryce Harper. Well, the Braves announced yesterday that Kenley Jansen is now on the injured list for 15 days because of an irregular heartbeat. Uh, and, and, look, that's concerning for for Jansen, and this is not about baseball. This is about life with him, and, uh, he has had heart issues in the past with a regular heartbeat. He's had a couple of procedures done uh, on his heart. Uh, you have to really uh, be
begin to be concerned about what is going to happen with Jansen, whether he's going to be able to continue to pitch or not. And look, he's obviously uh, still one of the top relievers in the game, and he has been great for the Braves this year. Uh, so, you know, just keep your fingers crossed that it's nothing uh, uh, serious and, and they can uh, figure it out and, you know, whether it's medication or, or whatever. I, I don't know if he's had a pacemaker inserted or not, and I, I don't know if you have a pacemaker if you should be playing Major League Baseball, but, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, anytime you hear Kenley Jansen and the word heart after that, you have to be a little bit concerned. So, uh, But A.J. Mentor does a good job, picks up his first save uh, with a perfect ninth inning and lowered his ERA to 1.64. Um, second game of the three-game series will be tonight. Uh, Kyle Wright, 8-4 and four for the Braves. Uh, he's got a 3-1-6 ERA. Ranger Suarez, um, who got off to a really rough start this year but has uh, bounced back nicely, 6-4 and four, uh, with a 4-2-3 ERA, uh, will take on the Philadelphia Phillies. And again, for the Phillies, you know, it's not about winning the division at this point. With the, with the extra wild-card team this year, they sit eight back right now uh, in the division. But they are in wild card position right now. If the playoff started today, uh, they'd be in good shape. Actually, I take that back. They're, they're, they would actually be – they've got 39 wins. They're 39 and 36. Yeah, they would be – no, they would be uh, – they would not be in the – no, they would be, right? There are six playoff teams. in each. Yeah, so they would be in the playoffs. They would be the last wild card team in right now. Um, so – uh, you know, it's just a case of can they hold on for the six weeks while Bryce Harper's out. Uh, the Padres puked one up last night. Again, the bullpen uh, uh, getting it done. Bullpen does make a difference. Uh, the Padres bullpen cannot get it done last night. Uh, Taylor Rogers blows his fourth save of the season. Arizona comes back after being down 6 nothing. 6 nothing. They score four in the seventh. Two in the eighth and one in the ninth, all off the Padre bullpen. A couple of them were charged to Sean Manaya. He st- he went through six solid innings, only gave up one run, and then uh, for whatever reason, Bruce Bochy decided to send him out for the seventh inning. That didn't go well. Uh, they ended up lifting him, but uh, the Padre bullpen puked this one up. Mark Melanson, who used to be a closer for the Padres, uh, pitched a perfect ninth inning, or uh, yeah, perfect ninth inning for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, and ends up picking up the win in this one. Uh, he is now three and six on the season. Uh, Padres still in really good shape. Uh, they sit just behind the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League West because the Dodgers lose to the Colorado Rockies yesterday. Um, Clayton Kershaw gets roughed up. He has really struggled in Coors Field. But then again, you know, I don't. It was funny. I was reading the, the kind of the reports about this game, and you know, Clayton Kershaw has got an ERA, I think, of like four point seven or four point eight or something like that in all his games in twenty five starts at Coors Field. And he said it's his highest ERA at any venue. Well, no kidding. You know, why do you think pitchers don't like pitching in Colorado? Nobody does. You know, and even he said, you know, he said, uh, you know, he said, I'm just not going to overthink it. And he said, I'm just going to go with I suck today. <laughs> he said, he said, fortunately, they'll let me do it again in five days. You know, and the other thing he said was, he says, you know what? He said, the way I pitched tonight, it wasn't Coors Field. He said, I'm not sure I would have won anywhere. So, uh <laughs> You know, but uh, but uh, a, a good night for the Colorado Rockies. And, you know, if you're the Rockies, being able to beat Clayton Kershaw, that's about all you got to hang your hat on this year because they are going absolutely nowhere as they sit in last place in the National League West. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski with a big game for the uh, Giants last night. Great play uh, in the outfield. Uh, a, a big two-run single. Uh, threw a guy out uh, trying to uh, stretch a, a single into a double. 
and uh, they end up beating the Detroit Tigers 4-3. to So the Giants right now stay in the hunt. They're only five games back of the Dodgers and three and a half back of San Diego in third place uh, in that National League West. Uh, Ronnie Garcia will pitch the series finale. It'll be this afternoon uh, for the uh, uh, Giants, and he will take on Alex Wood, or excuse me, for Detroit. And he, Alex Wood will pitch for the uh, Giants this afternoon. Wood, 5-6 and six with a 5.05 ERA. And uh, a doubleheader split last night between the Twins and the Guardians. The Guardians lost the first game uh, of the doubleheader 6 nothing to the Twins. Uh, and uh, they had lost, after that game, they had lost five in a row. They right the ship. They finally get a victory uh, in the nightcap. Zach Plesak started the game uh, for Cleveland, was really, really good. Six innings, three hits, didn't allow any runs. Uh, but the offense didn't get much going until late. They finally get a run, a couple of runs off of Pagan late in this one, uh, and they end up winning the game and breaking that uh, losing streak. They are now 37-33. Uh, and 33. And uh, they still are behind now the uh, Minnesota Twins. They sit three games back. But, again, the way the Red Sox are going, uh, you know, they're not in a playoff position right now, but they sit just two games back of the Tampa Bay Rays for that last wild card spot. So uh, Terry Francona does a great job. Hey, did you see the brawl the other night between uh, the Angels and the Mariners, two teams going absolutely nowhere? Major League Baseball dished out suspensions to 11 guys after that. But the worst part about this brawl, this brawl meant absolutely nothing. It was two teams that sucked, and it was just over a hit batter. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Well, Angels reliever Archie Bradley uh, broke a bone in his elbow while climbing over the dugout railing to come out onto the field. And he is going to be out for at least a month. So a brawl against two teams uh, that are going nowhere and over something stupid, and Archie Bradley breaks a bone in his elbow and is out for a month. Isn't that appropriate? Uh, Serena Williams returned to Wimbledon today. Yeah, that didn't go well. She got knocked out in the first round. Uh, and you wonder if, uh, if Serena has reached the end of the road. She's 40 years old, and there's no shame in that, by the way. And, and I'm not saying that she should retire. That's up to her. You know, it's kind of like people that say, you know, old baseball players are, should retire. Who are we to say? Uh, but she, uh, she got bounced out uh, by the 115th-ranked player in the world. She was just a couple of points away from winning it. But to tell you how bad it was, uh, the young lady that beat her, the first 11 points that the young lady got, uh, I think her name is Tan. She's from France. Uh, her first 11 points, only one of them was a winner by her. The other 10 points were all on <laughs> unforced errors uh, by Serena Williams. So uh, she is out in the first round of Wimbledon. And uh, the NFL has announced that they are going for a one-year suspension for Deshaun Watson. They're calling it an indefinite suspension, but a minimum of one year. Uh, that uh, process is going to continue today, but we should have a decision on that probably uh, maybe as early as the end of the week. And then the uh, Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to have uh, some scrambling to do because there's no doubt that he's going to get suspended. It's just a matter of uh, how long. That's going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Wake Up Call. We leave you some Warren Zevon this morning. A little disorder in the house. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country.